welcome or welcome back to Scotch and Scared. I'm Stephanie and I'll be telling you some strange and unusual tales from the place I call home, Scotland. Before we get into it, I would like to ask everyone listening to send in their strange or unusual experiences. They do not have to have taken place here in Scotland or even relate to it. If you have any requests for future episodes or you just fancy a wee gab, then please do not hesitate to get in touch. You can send us an email at scottishandscared at gmail.com and you can also follow us on Instagram at scottishandscaredpod. Lastly, if you wouldn't mind, please rate, review and share the show wherever you may be listening to it. It really helps us out a bunch and a massive thank you to everyone who already has. Now, let's get into it. Hi there, how are we? I hope that your week is going well. If it isn't, then fuck it. Let me just try and take your mind off it for a wee while. Next day out for the Mystery Gang has been organised and it is somewhere that I have been absolutely dying to go. On June 1st, I will be going to Loch Ness for a wee visit. I thought since it was the first thing that I ever covered on the show, it was pretty fitting for it to be one of the first places that we visited. I'm going to be spending the whole day there, so if you have been there and have any recommendations of places to visit or things to see, then please let me know. Obviously, we're obviously going there to see the lock, that's not what I mean. I just mean if there are any like wee pubs or shops that are worth a visit, then please let me know. If you follow me on Instagram, you might have seen my story a while ago about horror movies. I've been kind of working my way through like this list of movies that I haven't seen, like it doesn't matter, modern, old, classic, all that kind of stuff. Having my house to myself has really given me the time to actually sit down and watch some of it. But I'm starting to kind of run out of things to watch. So if any of you people have any recommendations, then please let me know. There's a likelihood that I've probably already seen them. But let me know anyway, because there's always the chance that I haven't. Same goes for books. I'm a massive reader. If you have any book recommendations, then let me know. Preferably horror, but it doesn't have to be horror. I do read some things that aren't horror related. I've been really reading like mad right now. I've just been kind of getting up and going to Glasgow Green and sitting on the grass with a wee book. So I'm kind of looking for some new ones. I did buy a couple the other day and I'm almost halfway through. So if you have any recommendations for books, then also let me know. Even if you've got recommendations for books that are about like Scottish folklore or anything like that. Scottish folklore, Scottish history, all that kind of stuff, then yeah, just get in touch and let me know. And while I was uh, looking for movies to watch, I kind of had a look at upcoming horror movies like I like to do that now and again just like any new releases that are coming up this year and I must say there really isn't a lot in terms of like big horror movies there's probably a lot of independent movies coming out but in terms of like big movies there really isn't a lot Uh, I think I'm most excited for The Black Phone which is supposed to be out June 24th that looks like something that's right up my alley Uh, it's about a boy who is kidnapped by a child killer, child serial killer, and he's locked in a basement and he is helped by the ghosts of the killer's previous victims to try and they so they try and help him escape basically. So that sounds like really interesting. Kinda gives me Coraline vibes, you know, the bit where the wee kids with the button eyes try to help Coraline. Kinda gives me that vibes and I'm into it so looking forward to that obviously I'm looking forward to Halloween ends because I mean Michael Myers come on but that's not until October which is when my Edinburgh trip is it's when my birthday is and of course when Halloween is so yeah October's looking like a pretty exciting month 
I also heard that they're doing like a remake of Salem's Lot which if you haven't seen or read the book please go do so after you listen to this you will not be disappointed. There is a scene in Salem's Lot which Salem's Lot is originally a Stephen King book but it was like made into a film in 1979 and the actual film there's a scene in the film that scarred me as a child. If you've seen it you probably already know the scene I'm talking about if you haven't seen it and you don't want to know then skip forward. But there is a scene in the movie where one of the kids is asleep in bed and he kind of hears like this tapping noise on his window, like during the night. So he wakes up and looks over at the window and there's like fog and all this kind of stuff like floating about outside the window. And then he sees his friend who has now been turned into a vampire and he's um, floating outside his window, basically trying to get his friend to open the window so he can come inside and eat him. That's essentially what it, what he's trying to do. And I remember this so vividly because when I used to stay at my dad's house, I would sleep on the sofa because I used to stay up all night watching like late night horror movies and like uh, old black and white movies. And I would sleep in the living room quite a lot. And I always remember after I seen this movie, he had like this big bay window and he had, but he had like blinds that never like fully closed over. And I would always be so paranoid that there was like one of my friends had been turned into a zombie or a a vampire and was floating about outside the window. So I would always be lying on the sofa, kind of glancing at it out the corner of my eye. And I remember in my head saying to myself like, it's fine, like, they can't come in here unless I invite them in, which is a pretty weird thing for a kid to be lying thinking, but this movie proper, that scene in particular, proper traumatised me, and as you can imagine, I had many sleepless nights over that scene, but if they're going to remake it, then I hope it's a really good remake, I hope they do it justice, kind of like it, that was, like, one of the best remakes that I've seen, I hope they don't do what they did to Pet Cemetery uh, and that was just absolutely god-awful. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that, if that is a thing that's happening. But yeah, I don't really have much more to bore you with, so I think we should just get into tonight's episode. I feel like I haven't spoken about any castles lately, which is a bit weird, because at one point I felt like castles were the only thing that I was actually talking about, and I got pretty fed up with it. But I noticed that I've not done one in a while, so I thought I would add one in this week. This is probably going to be on the shorter side. There aren't many accounts or stories about this place, but I will tell you as much as I could find, really. Now, the place I'm going to be talking about tonight is Cardonis Castle, which can be found in Galloway in southwestern Scotland. The building itself dates back to the 15th century and it is classed as a tower house, which if you look at a picture of it, you will know why. It is literally a rectangle made of concrete, so yeah, very much a tower-like house. There's not much in terms of interior or the style it was based off of. I couldn't really find much about it, which is a bit odd because usually when you look up castles, majority of the information you'll find is just talking about the, the style of the interior where it was inspired from, all that kind of stuff. But I really couldn't find much about I really couldn't even find any pictures of the inside. But like I said, it is basically just a rectangle made of concrete, so I don't even know if the interior is even still intact. But yeah, like I said, I couldn't find much about that. So the actual land that the castle sits on was lived on by the Cardonis family, and that was way before the castle was even constructed. And at this time... 
the land was said to be cursed. Now, I couldn't find, again, much information about where this curse came from. And to be honest, I think that they just said that it's cursed because the chain of events that I'm about to tell you about that took place here are pretty tragic. Um, they're pretty bloody. So I think that people just assumed, oh, there must be, it's like one of those things, oh, it must be cursed because all these bad things happened there. So I think that is why they say the land is cursed. So the head of the Cardonis family, Laird Cardonis, was known to be a pretty horrible and shady individual. Uh, he managed to acquire the land through various illegal activities and he was constantly in rivals and fights with the neighbouring clans, which is pretty typical of the time, 15th century. Now, there is a story about the Laird which is pretty horrible and this should kind of tell you all you need to know about him, to be honest. Like I said, he got this land through shady dealings and the only way for him to keep it in the family was to have a son or an heir. Now, his wife at the time, she had actually, pff, she had birthed him nine children, so, she, I mean, she was she was doing her bit here. And, I mean, nine children, I mean, that's absolutely terrifying in itself, need to say more. But the Laird, obviously growing more frustrated with having no viable heir, told her that if she did not produce him a son, that he would take her and their nine daughters and he would drown all of them in the black lock, which is near the castle. Now, I mean, who doesn't look for these kind of qualities, men? I mean, the potential to become a homicidal maniac and murder his entire family. I mean, that is a quality that I look for. absolutely love that. If you couldn't tell, I'm being sarcastic. He is an absolute horrendous human being. But he was being 100% serious. He was said to do things like this all the time. He had no issue with killing, no issue with murdering. So this was a pretty serious threat for his wife and obviously her children. So as you can imagine, she was absolutely terrified and when she fell pregnant, she prayed and prayed and wished and wished that this baby would be born a boy. Now when the baby arrived, it was indeed a wee boy. So as you can imagine, everybody's overjoyed, over the moon, happy. His wife mainly being one that is overjoyed. And in celebration of this wee bonny boy being born, the Laird wanted to throw a massive party kind of in celebration with food, drinks, music, all the good stuff. But you'll never guess where he wanted to hold this celebration. He wanted to have it on the lock. Now, it was in the middle of winter, so the lock was completely frozen over. So it was possible to have it on the lock, but I mean, come on. Now, I don't know about you, but if anybody invited me to a party on a frozen lock, there is absolutely no way in hell that I would be attending. Like, seriously, who thought that that was a good idea? Like, who? Why? Anywho, the party was organised and everybody came, along with the Laird, his wife, the new wee baby, and eight of his daughters. One of them actually decided that she didn't want to go and she stayed behind because she's what? She's smart. As the party went on, Everyone's enjoying themselves, dancing, drinking. And as you know, ice doesn't really do too well under massive amounts of pressure. And eventually, it cracked and it gave way. Every single person at that party fell into the freezing water and they all sadly died. That obviously includes the Laird, his wife, their son and their eight daughters. Leaving only one daughter behind. And so a very, very tragic event, which could have been completely prevented. So this daughter, who was 
the only living survivor of the Cardona's family. She would then go on to marry a member of the McCulloch clan and they were a neighbouring clan that her family had been like feuding with for many, many years, lots of bloody feuds and battles. And the McCullochs were also known to be a very troublesome bunch of people and they were actually outlawed on several different occasions. So there's just a lot of shady business going on here in this land. They took this opportunity to take the land and they actually built what we now know as Cardonis Castle. But in 1628, another rival clan, Clan Gordon, managed to take possession of the castle at the absolute displeasure of the McCullochs. And this is what kind of set off a chain of events that are supposed to be associated with the curse put on this land. In 1688, Alexander McCulloch managed to storm the castle and he threw John Gordon's widow onto a pile of dung and he just kind of left her there to die on a pile of shit, which is absolutely horrendous. In 1690, Godfrey McCulloch managed to shoot and kill John Gordon's son, which obviously put a massive target on his back. He managed to flee to France to kind of get some of the heat off of him, but he maybe got a wee bit too cocky and decided to take a wee trip to Edinburgh where he was cited and arrested for his crimes. His punishment was execution via Maiden, which was just a kind of Scottish version of the guillotine, predating that by 200 years. So we were well ahead there with our execution style day. And it's actually said that Godfrey was the last person to be executed using the Maiden. And there is... A model of the maiden on display at the National Museum of Scotland which I think would be pretty amazing to see in person and after all this death and bloodshed the castle was abandoned and it lay empty. As of right now it is in the possession of Historic Environment Scotland. In terms of hauntings and ghosts I wouldn't be surprised if there are a lot. If the story about the lock is accurate and factual who knows how many people actually died on that lock that night and now haunt that surrounding area. I mean, the land itself is soaked in blood from the many years of clan rivalries and battles, as well as the murders that took place there. So it's very likely to be haunted if you believe that energy sticks around that never really leaves a place. That is probably going to be one of the places that's pretty heavy with energy. But in terms of like personal accounts from people, I couldn't actually find any from anybody who had seen anything there. But there were a few sources saying that there were shadows and apparitions that had been seen. There was also a story about a man who had been hanged in the prison area of the castle, who is sometimes seen down there, but again, I couldn't confirm that. So I don't know if that's a fact or if that's just something that somebody made up. But while I was looking into all this kind of stuff, I did find a wee story that relates to fairies or elves. I'm not sure which one. And it mentioned Cardonis Castle. So I thought that I would just kind of add that in here at the end as a wee kind of bonus. Um, yeah, so the story goes like this. So the story itself is about a man and his wife who lived in Kirkmaiden. And this man's wife had just given birth to a healthy baby boy. They were just kind of enjoying their wee bundle of joy and having a nice time when the man received a summons by his master who was living at Cardonis Castle. Now, I don't know if that was at the time of the McCulloughs or the Cardonises. I don't know. But he was summoned to the castle. So he managed to get all his things together and everything that he would need to make the trip. And he set off on the 31st of October, which is Halloween. 
He took the route along the western shore of Lucy Bay and would pass by the loop of Gerenin. And as he travelled up this road, he kind of started to see a light out of the corner of his eye from the sea. And as the light got closer and closer to him, it shifted into the shape of a coach that had blue lamps on either side and was being pulled by six horses. As it passed, the man kind of had a quick glance inside and noticed that there were elven or fairy-like creatures inside the coach and they were being guarded by several horsemen. He didn't really know what to make of what he'd just seen. He kind of just kept it in his mind and continued to move forward. But back at home, his wife had just put the baby down to sleep and she was kind of just relaxing by the fire, enjoying the silence, when she heard what sounded like a coach pull up pull up outside the cottage. So she heard horses' hoofs, the chains rattling, and it come to a stop. She stood up and the cottage door flew wide open and an eerie glow seeped inside the house and lit up the kitchen area. Behind it came a group of small people all dressed in green who walked over and surrounded the baby who was asleep on her bed and they all kind of stood around and chattered amongst themselves. She wasn't really able to figure out what they were saying but a member of the group who was a wee bit taller than the rest and a wee bit more smartly dressed, he kind of waved his hands to silence the group from talking. He then turned, looked towards the woman and said, this is Halloween, we've come for your child and him we must have. Obviously the woman was completely horrified and screamed back at him, oh God forbid. As she did so, the cottage was plunged into complete darkness and complete silence. The woman was just so filled with fear that she fainted, but when she finally managed to come to and get to her feet, she ran over to the bed, fully expecting the baby not to be there, but he wasn't. He was still sound asleep like nothing had ever happened. When her husband came back from his trip to the castle, he came in in a rush to tell her about this eerie coach that he'd seen on the road on the way there. And before he could even get the words out of his mouth, his wife told him all about these little people that had come in and threatened to take the baby. And when she described what they looked like, her husband kind of gasped in horror because they were the same creatures that he had seen inside the coach. And that's the story. So what in the hell is that about creepy ass wee men trying to steal your baby on Halloween night? That is the stuff of nightmares. Like, I abs- I hate watching movies or reading stories that are about bad things that happen to kids, like small kids or babies. I mean, I don't think anybody in particularly enjoys it, but like, I don't know why it really, really triggers me. Like, I don't know if it's because like, I really, really want kids, like really want kids kind of sooner rather than later at this point in my life, but finding the right person to do that with, that you care about and you love and you trust, etc., and then having them, and then the thought of something just coming in and taking them away from you, and there's literally nothing that you can do about it. I don't know why, but that absolutely horrifies me. Like, it is something that really, really scares me. And I don't like reading about it. I don't like watching it. I don't particularly like it in horror movies, especially when it's like wee green creatures on Halloween night. Like, that is so horrible. My brother's the exact same. Like, he he can't watch scenes where somebody is in distress, where they're like at a disadvantage, like if he's watching a movie and a woman is, let's just say for example, a woman has broken her ankle and she's trying to get away from him someday, he can't watch it, it triggers him because it's like, 
he knows that the person's at a disadvantage and he really doesn't like it. He also doesn't like it when pregnant women are being attacked in movies or are under some sort of distress. It really, really triggers him for some reason. So weird. But just going back quickly to Cardona's Castle, it's actually currently not open to the public uh, due to masonry inspections and that's kind of something that they'll do like regularly. It's an old building, it's just to make sure that none of the bricks fall down and kill somebody or, you know, something like that. So I'm not really sure what kind of things they do or they have on offer when they're open. I don't know if they do tours or you can just visit basically and have a wee look, take a few pictures. I've absolutely no idea but you know the drill. If you've been, please get in touch and let me know what you thought and if you've seen any ghosts. That is all I have for you lovely people. As always, I really appreciate everyone listening and to anyone who's got in touch in the past few weeks. It's actually made this wee weirdo very, very happy, which is uh, um, not a regular occurrence, which is actually quite difficult to do these days. But I hope you enjoyed listening. I will be back next week, so I hope you all have a wonderful weekend, and I will see you all in the next one. Stay weird, stay scared. Bye, folks. Bye.